um, we'll get distracted. <laughs> All right. And we're recording. So we have Shaylee, of course, and Mama Q. Hello, lovely ladies. Thank you for letting me join you here. Of course. I'm trying not to die. <laughs> She's so overwhelmed by your presence. I oh, am. So oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, man. Thank you so much. Don't, please don't be like, I'm really just a big goofball and. Uh, just want to smile and share the love with everybody. So if you were here, I'd be like hugging you like this and you'd be like, please stop. Um, <laughs> I just love your energy. Like you can tell, you know, you just radiate. You can, you're a good person. Is that how the kids do it anymore? I'm doing like the hand um, hearts, but... No, they do it with the fingers. Now you do like the, the with your with your with, and that makes the the top part of the heart, and then the middle fingers do just are straight. Like that's the little TikTok thing. Yeah, no, it looks back to like sixteen. I'm throwing up. Games. I know, right? Like I don't know. Like, I don't, and then like they just kind of leave it on the hang. Or, I don't know. It's like half a heart too. Like I don't know. It's things that I'm learning. Like. Like, I just realized, like, I said something like, oh, the kids are saying, and then I felt like the oldest that I felt in, like, a long time. I'm going to just give up on whatever slang terminology <laughs> that comes up. I got Urban Dictionary just, you know, bookmarked on my phone, so... <laughs> I can there's some up. people that have like way too advanced vocabularies on Instagram. I think they're just trying to sound cool, but I have to have Google all the time on standby. I'm just like, what the hell does that mean? Like, I don't know. No, I've done that before because I got something where I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. Is he being grumpy with me? Like, and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, he thinks it's cool. Oh, I'm cool. <laughs> like, wow. All right. Yeah. I'm for right. sure old. Definitely I'm old. I'm going to take a hit to that because never have I ever. <laughs> never. <laughs> I so, so the point of today's conversation, you said Oregon just legalized mushrooms. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So Oregon, um, so Oregon actually, we voted on this in November of 2020. So this has been legalized for quite some time now. Um. You know, with that though, there's a lot that is that goes into now making this legal. So there's so many laws that they're trying to work on creating. Um, I was actually just looking this up. So like, they're by January 20 of 23 is when they should have a, kind of an outline, a basic outline of what is going on. So that's laws. Um, that's allowing uh, psychiatrists or providers to be able to actually apply for licenses to be able to then distribute really? this. So it'll cover sales. I mean, it'll it'll cover everything. And so I'm really looking forward to what is going to be happening here in just a few months. I'm sure there are both sides to that too, where it's just like cannabis, where with regulation comes laws, you know, and tax and stuff like that. Um, I'm curious to know how you, water. which side, yeah, you stand on with that. Well, with this, so from my understanding, I believe that this is only going to be provided in like a psychiatry type of a setting, like a doctor's office type of a setting first, I believe, until I'm assuming more research is done. So this was, you know, to cover PTSD, um, you know, severe depression, um, bipolar disorder, you know, a bunch of different um, areas this was going to cover. So from what my understanding is, this is only going to be initially for providers. But of course, with anything, when you get into big corps, man, and, you know, big pharma and things like that, like it's scary when you go down that route because you are opening the doors to medicine that is not properly made you know you right. can yeah. get especially with mushrooms like they those can be contaminated so easily yeah um, they're mushrooms so exactly uh one 
thing I was listening to, I was listening to a podcast recently, uh, Laura Guzman, which her father uh, down in Mexico, actually, he found more than like half of all the psilocybin mushrooms that I believe are, are known to date. Um, she was talking about how eventually, um, I believe it's called psilocybin, 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 okay, psilocybin, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to make sure about that there. Um, down the rabbit hole I went there. Um, so there is a compound in there or even just a psilocybin. So there's, they're trying to hopefully one day be able to just isolate those compounds. So then you won't get some of those, you know, visuals if you are taking too much, you know, like you will just get more of the serotonin boosting effects of it versus um your visual or auditory stimulations that you may experience if you take too much so it's really really cool it's it's neat where things are going to be going but it's just gonna be you know kind of the wild west unfortunately i mean that's how cannabis is right now it's just the wild west until we get stuff figured out but I mean, I know that there's people out there right now that mycology is huge for them and they are making medicine to help people out there. If you find some good sources, some good people that you trust, you know, you can most definitely, you know, get some good quality medicine. But until then, it's uh, it's up in the air. And when people refer to microdosing, are they usually like, I mean, because obviously there's a bunch of different kinds of mushrooms. Are they talking about psychedelic mushrooms? Do people microdose with other sorts of mushrooms? Is it similar? Um, what would, I mean, I don't know anything about mushrooms, period. Like, nothing. <laughs> well, don't worry, because prior to, you know, just the few months ago, to me, my mushroom time was, you know, my younger days and you're <laughs> camping out the woods and you're just having fun. And that's BC it. times. <laughs> exactly. Before children. Yeah. BC times. Exactly. Yeah, BC. BC before children. Yep. Um, and it's psilocin. Sorry. I, oh. I had that. It was going to drive me insane until I said that correctly. So, yeah. I'm that person. It'll be an hour later, and I'm like, oh, I remember that. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. It doesn't matter now, but it's important. It is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the microdosing, I've heard that people microdose, like, THC and CBD. I'm really, I'm, I'm interested in how that works. Can someone explain that to me? I mean, I'm almost assuming like an edible, like that is or a capsule. Well, like you are microdosing, right? It's it's when when I think when people are referring to um, cannabis, it's uh, some sort of concentrate, like wax or a dab or um, you know something concentrated in that form. Um, not necessarily, um, you know, hash. I don't think yeah. hash usually falls into the microdosing specifically. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, dabs, the rosin, the wax, the, the shatter, the batter, that kind of stuff. The shatter, the batter, all the good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then probably along those similar lines then you have your microdosing. So what it is, is you can either have your whole mushroom or you can have that ground down and that is put into, you know, pill form there. Um, I've read anywhere from you have, you know, we're going to talk in sense of grams here. This will just be easiest. Um, 0.1 grams, um, 0.2 grams. That's pretty typical as far as like your microdosing amount. Um, mm-hmm. And it just depends on the protocols that you follow. So say for instance, like, um, Badman's um, protocol, he talks about uh, you do one day of microdosing, you have two days off. So, you know, the same day as you microdose, you get all these wonderful benefits from it, including the following day. You're still having that in the system. You're still kind of receiving some of those benefits. 
that third day would kind of be like your reset day. Like we're coming back down to normal and we are ready for our next dose the next day. Um, Paul's statement or statements, he has uh, his statement stacking, I believe is what it's called. So he will take like a psilocybin mushroom along with niacin and alliance mane. So those in conjunction are supposed to um, also help your neuro pathways reconnect. And lion's mane has, you know, been proven to help with that with neuroplasticity and everything. So um, the niacin too, which cracks me up because I don't know if you guys ever heard this, you know, wild fable back in the day, but if you took niacin, it would clean your system if you had a drug test. So I took it burning red lobster itching in the middle mm. of the night. I mean, it was pretty crazy and I never will do that again. So when you take niacin and again, you're not taking that much, it is supposed to kind of give you a little bit of a warming effect, you know? So that kind of um, does give you like an idea of like, hey, I am feeling something, but I'm not having these hallucinations, these visual stimulations, any auditory, anything. You just have this like warmth in your body along with maybe a more positive attitude for the day. You know, a nice little better mood, a little, little boost of energy too. So with that though, I obviously do want to state that when you first are beginning to microdose, like you, if you were like me, I was incredibly depressed. I was really down in the dumps. I mean, so bad that it was like, okay, I was considering like, do I switch up my medication? Like, you know, as far as the psychiatrist, anything like that, do I, do I try something different or do I do this plant medicine and really try? Because obviously I'd been doing pharmaceuticals and they weren't getting me anymore. I was still in that same dark place. Yeah. So it took a while to like get to like a baseline, okay? You're you're here, okay? You're gonna start taking your microdose and you're gonna get to like maybe a normal plateau. Then when you are here, then as you are taking more of a microdose, then you might feel that increased creativity, you know? Maybe a little bit more energy. Maybe you're feeling more social. So you really do, like I, I've heard people say, well, I took it, it didn't do anything for me. You have to commit to a time period for this, as well as yeah. a deep reflection. Like I had to look and say, wow, you are shit right now. Like I'm just, I was literally there. And to be honest with you, um, <laughs> I had just talked to my psychiatrist. I'm like, I something needs to change. We went over the whole, um, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but it's a depression and anxiety, kind of like a quiz. And you're, you're basing your answers like a zero to five and five is just terrible, you know? And yeah. how is this affecting your life? You know, zero to like, you're not functioning. So I was high on my, my scales there and not doing very well. In fact, like I was so curious about mushrooms and just so nervous to like jump into this. Okay. I actually called my psychiatrist and I asked the secretary to ask my psychiatrist if taking psilocybin mushrooms would be okay. I won't lie. She, I had to spell it out for her. And of course I get the call back and she's like, absolutely no way. You know, not that I'm sure my psychiatrist is going to be like, yeah, go for it. Just take the drugs and do it. You know, she's like, absolutely no way. Hopefully one day, mind, but yeah. <laughs> in my mind though, I didn't hear absolutely no way because of your other medication you're taking. I just heard absolutely no way. So in my mind, I was like, I'm okay. I'm just going to go for it. So I was a rebel and I went for it and I'm, Good. So, oh, I'm so thankful that I am like a great way that I guess I can describe it is my antidepressant, great, right? Got me to some awesome places, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it has helped me in so many ways. But I felt like it was more of like this Band-Aid, just this Band-Aid over stuff that was like just there, festering under the surface, and it was never healing, even though I 
talking to a psychiatrist, I'm talking to a therapist, I'm doing all this work. It just, for some reason, there was like this wall there. I was literally divided in my brain and just, they were not connecting. Mm. So lo and behold, microdosing, like I feel like I'm talking to myself now. There is this internal, a better internal dialogue and more positive internal dialogue. Um, recognizing triggers that I've had and being able to like address them and heal from them. And if I can't, like, if I'm not ready for that yet, now I'm like, okay, I know I need to address that, but I'm not there yet. You mm-hmm. know, like there's just been this overall, I guess, like, the switch just clicked in my brain and things were becoming more logical. You know, I was able to slow it down and say, yeah, that really sucks, but it's not the end of the world right now. Let's go play with the kids. Whereas before I'd be like, you know, I mean, whatever it was, it was hard. I was crying. Like the day was ruined and done. Now it's like, nah, fuck that. Let's go. Yeah. So it's been this really neat internal, like, I don't know, I feel connected, I guess it's just the best way that I could describe it is this connectedness, like, with myself. Like, to your I emotions, think you get- to your body, sorry. No, you're fine, go ahead. To, to both, to both, mm-hmm. because... I don't know if you're like me, but I can tend to be like a people pleaser and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do everything and my body's dying and I'm tired and I just... It's fine. I'll get to it. Yeah. And then it's like, no. Now I'm like, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't do it. I'm going to get anxiety from it. So not right now. But I love you and I'll come back to it. You know? So I think that maybe you just gave yourself permission to address things. You know, like I really related to what you said about the wall, except how I see it, at least with my mental illness, is on this wall, there is a giant window with like a shade, you know, one of those draw shades. Mm -hmm. And so you get into this rhythm, you get into the flow for a while where you put this wall up and you can kind of ignore it and you think you're okay. But then all of a sudden, like that blind comes up and you're like, Oh, okay. I can't, I can't think about this. I can't handle this. I can't get out of bed. I can't take care of myself. Um, and you know, that little rebellious voice inside of you doing your own research and kind of knowing what was right for you. I think that is probably the first step is just saying like, I think I need to do this for me. I need to explore this. And so you've given yourself permission to kind of say like, I can handle these emotions in my own way in these steps. Instead of somebody trying to force it on you, put a Band-Aid on it, or mask it with a pill. And that's, I'm very interested too. I don't know the first thing. Um, my question would be for somebody, like, where did you start researching? Where, what was the first thing you did? Did you go to YouTube? Did you purchase a book? Like, um, where did you kind of, like, start your journey of deciding that that's what you were going to do? Well, uh, you know, it all came from one evening just being really high in bed with some snacks and watching fan- fantastic fungi. I mean, really, in all honesty, I mean, that was it. Uh, that was it. Um, you know, Paul Samitz was on there and he shared his story about how he freaking took the mother load of, <laughs> of shrooms climbed up a tree in the middle of a storm and held on for dear life and you know he couldn't he couldn't leave this tree so he's holding on for dear life and and he suffered from a stuttering for you know the his whole life I mean literally just in that moment was like don't stutter anymore like he told himself to not stutter that was it literally climbed down the tree in the morning took a shower went to bed the next day he asked a girl out that he actually, he'd been wanting to ask. He had the confidence, no stutter, and that was it. Like, yeah. obviously there is a deep connection subconsciously somewhere in there that can be reached, you know? Um, obviously I don't want to climb a tree and no. <laughs> take that much shrooms, 
and tell myself to not be depressed anymore. And I don't recommend that for other people, but for him, it obviously worked. But that's basically what it was. And from there, it was just like, okay, research. All right, what am I going to look up? Let's look up some scholarly articles. Well, there's not a whole bunch. There are more coming out recently. Um, You know, thankfully. I won't lie, though. A lot of my stuff came from Reddit. I went down the Reddit microdosing rabbit hole. And for me, reading other people's experiences with it, their protocols, reading what strains they recommend, um, that's what really helped me the most. Because honestly, like, great, I can read a scholarly article, great. They took this much and they're happy. Cool. But I want to know, like, all right, well, how old are you? Like, what I I am I'm was diagnosed with bipolar too, so I was very interesting in that interested in that. Like, is this going to cause me to have mania? Um, I mean, I just really anything that I could find on Reddit, it really really helped me. Yeah, it is really bad, and I I hate to say that, but I won't lie. Reading real people's experiences is what helped me. I think be like, okay, we're gonna do this now. Now we're gonna find. Mm-hmm. somewhere where I can purchase this okay which is crazy because when you're younger it's just like shrooms just like randomly happen and show up in your life you're like whoa shrooms, you always, cool. yeah you know a guy or yeah. the then, guy knows a guy mm-hmm. exactly. same with weed though an adult, right. I'm like who do I ask who do, who do I go yeah. to for this yeah. you know so, so yeah where did you where did you acquire Mm-hmm. I, I like a trusted person that I was in touch with on Instagram. Thank you, Instagram. Well, won't lie about that either. Um, uh-huh. That person put me in touch with someone else, and that's how that relationship started. So I bought my medicine from him. Um, I don't even remember. It's like a, it's a golden teacher, and I think it can. Cambodia, Cambodian strain that is mixed together is what my microdosing um, regimen is. So when I got it, though, I, I I put it in my closet for a week and I was just like waiting for a good time mentally uh, for everything to align. So I didn't want to. Ex- Your mom, anxiety. so yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and I'm yeah. a mom, so so I wanted to make sure you know I didn't have anxiety taking it. Two, I wanted to make sure that Hubs was home, so I had someone safe. Like, if for some even microdosing, you have to be careful. I mean, yeah, you're not taking amounts that are going, like you said, to make you go over the moon or anything. But any anything that's your first time, you want to kind of go in cautiously, set up the right mood, the right time, you know, perimeters for the occasion. Exactly, exactly, and that's kind of what I recall from taking like larger doses a long time ago. You know, was like I was always in a good mood, and like I felt like if I was anxious, it would amplify that. So I didn't want to do that. So you know, all of a sudden things aligned, and it was time. And I, you know, I shared a video and said, you know, one of the biggest things is you know, or the seven things, but like one of my favorite things is setting intentions. Um, when I go ahead and I microdose, like I want to make sure that in my mind, in the back of my mind, well, I know why I'm taking this, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. just, I'm aimlessly taking this medication. Um, really, if you don't set good intentions from what I've read is, you know, you're creating neuropathways when you're taking this medication, like they are repairing neuropathways is one of the things that they are saying about microdosing. And if you are not careful, you can easily reinforce those negative habits. If you that are negative not, so. I believe that yeah. you're just taking it, you're not paying attention to what you're doing. You are subconsciously saying that this is okay to be like this. And it is not. That is, you are not taking the medication to reinforce negativity. You are trying to take this medication to improve yourself. 
So, so setting that intention and goal going in, I would definitely say it's probably important. Like you can't just say, let's see what happens. You know, you kind of have to like, com- not convince yourself, but like you said, set that, that positive intention that this is going to be a good thing. This is going to help me, you know? Yeah. yeah. That just makes anybody feel good. I mean, I think, you know, like I'm taking this and, and today's going to be a great day or I'm going to take this and I'm going to try to see if I can feel more creative or I'm going to take this and I'm going to not cry today. I mean, there were days where it was like that, you know, just a simple like, let's get out of bed. Let's wash your face. Let's brush your teeth. Let's let's set a good intention. Let's microdose, you know, and <laughs> when you are microdosing, I mean, really I mean, even the first time I took it, I was like, I, I don't think I felt anything. And I was like, okay, awesome. I remember going in the bathroom, like checking my pupils, you know, cause they were like, <laughs> you should not have dilated pupils. Color should not be changing, you know, but I was that worried. And then I was like, okay, you know, this is awesome. I felt great. I also went on the lower side of microdosing, you know, like I said, you can do anywhere from the 0.1 grams all the way to the 0.2 grams. I find though, I'm more of a like sensitive person to medications. Like if I take Tylenol, I swear to God, I feel sunny like a half an hour later. I don't know why, but I just feel it. So for me, I was like, I'm going to go less, less is more. And I'm really glad I did. So I've yet to get up to the point too. I'm assuming that one day I, I will try it, you know, but for right now I feel good at where I'm at. So I'm going to stick with it. So. But. Well, like, okay. I have like, a question, but do you have a question? Who's going first? You go. Um, well, Andy. just real quick. Um, you know, just once again, like, Congratulations for knowing your body. <laughs> like, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of crazy. I feel weird saying that. Like, I asked my sister that one day. I was like, do you feel Tylenol coursing through your veins after you take it? She's like, no, but ibuprofen does that to me. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there are different medications that do affect different people. So, yeah, for me, it's Tylenol. But, yeah, I think listening to yourself is so much better. Less is more like less is more and there's um i'll have to send it to you if i can find it but there actually is a microdosing calculator where you could enter in your height your weight um and i want to say even the strain that you are going to be consuming and they will tell you how many grams because you can have strains that are higher in the, the psilocybin than other strains. So, and of course, if you are a beginner, again, less is more, find a strain that is lower. So low right. to medium, golden teachers, uh, blue meanies, uh, what was it, B plus uh, cubescence, um, Cambodians, uh, Costa Rican, I mean, there's a, there's quite a few out there um that are like a nice low to medium medium high so i mean plus you can always take more so yeah yeah and um i've read that they were saying like if you don't feel anything to not take any more that evening but the very next day you just know to increase yeah and just for reference like you're your mushrooms, everything that you take has a half-life. So your half-life of the majority of the psilocybins are going to be anywhere from two and a half to five hours. So you're going to take this mushroom, you're going to have, you know, your 0.1 and in two and a half hours, and you're going to be at like 0.5. And then from there, it's just going to keep going down until it's out of your system. So that's why they were talking about you were still going to be feeling the effects even the following day. So it's pretty neat to to try it and to I don't know I I really like I I want to one day just have a big giant mushroom farm and seriously give everybody medication. I mean, <laughs> I, I can it be like a mushroom farm, a cannabis farm, a vegetable farm, and I want to make sure everybody is like fed and has medication. Seriously, <laughs> like that is yes, but- that's my goal. 
So dream. I think that like when we're talking about anything, you know, people like to be able to compare it to something. And when you're talking about microdosing and figuring out, you know, listening to your body, saying what's best for you, we can definitely say the same thing about a lot of stuff, even cannabis, alcohol, you know, THC. It is not actually for everybody. And I don't recommend it to everybody to go and smoke because our bodies are all differently. And the same strains that, you know, can calm one person can really freak out another. So I thought that was an interesting point, you know, working up your tolerance, working towards what you're comfortable, you know, and just listening to yourself. Don't just go in because your homie says it's going to be okay. <laughs> you have to kind of plan around what you know you're capable of. Um, especially with like medications, like you said, I'm very sensitive, uh, hypersensitive to my body. So whenever I take Benadryl, Tylenol, even nighttime, like I can just feel it the moment it's changing my body. You know, you're kind of, you just get very accustomed to that. Um, and a subject that you were talking about that just kind of made my mind go off for a minute was, I'm not condoning it. But Jägermeister? Do either one of you drink Jägermeister? First of all, oh man, no. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you, it's a past history, so absolutely, <laughs> it's it a bad rap. It's a bad rap because you say Jäger and they're like Jäger bombs, you know, like you imagine this blackout drunk, right? But yeah. I looked into what Jäger actually is versus you know compared to other alcohols and it's actually mostly herbs and spices um it's not absinthe yes it's kind of like absinthe and me and my husband have been using it our entire marriage but like therapeutically microdosing in a sense where like we used to always have this thing i can't drink so much these days because my body just can't handle it but like especially when we were younger, we had like this communication thing where like we figured out that Jaeger and the right amounts would really open up our creativity and our, you know, mm-hmm. our communication with one another. And we used it as almost a counseling slash marriage, any, like anything else, like mushrooms or, or weed. Mm-hmm. We use Jaeger um, to open up our communication to each other. And we still do it to this day. I think it's great. Like, it, as long as you don't go crazy and do Jaeger bombs, you know, all day, like, it's actually, um, I would, like, suggest it to somebody. If you want to talk and get your feelings out, mm-hmm. drink a little Jaeger. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, why not? Good stuff. I think in moderation, you know? I mean, I always get a little bit more liquid courage, too, and I get a little bit of... Alcohol, like I said, I'm not condoning getting shit-faced drunk, but, like, anything in moderation can change our, you know, can alter our state of mind. Uh, exactly. And it's comparable across the board, so. Heck yeah. I'm not sitting there saying, go take a bunch of mushrooms and go, you know, hang from your ceiling and pretend like you're a monkey and <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. But you know what I mean? Like, you're not saying just go hard. Like, yeah. Right? I think if I was microdosing, I would want to get one of those sketch journals or like, um, you know, like an adult coloring book or something. I feel like that would be a really good way to tap into that creative energy. Are you journaling at all or like charting your day, you know, day to day um, behavior in any way? So, um, so like I said, when I first started, I did like the actual depression and anxiety, like test, you know, I needed Mm -hmm. to see from the beginning, like how bad this was. Um, I do have like a gratitude journal that I actually have been able to start because of microdosing. And I mean, it just has brought me that much more into the present moment to be able to do that, you know, because before it was not was like, I'm grateful, but like now I'm like, I'm so grateful that I need to remember this, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think if you can find anything, you're microdosing with with mushrooms, with alcohol, with weed, with with whatever that makes your heart. Microdosing with gardening. I mean, seriously, like whatever you can do that is going to bring you to the present moment, because I think that's the hardest thing that most of us battle. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but I battle with it. Being, I'm always like, okay, what did I not do and what do I need to do? Not yeah. what I'm doing and what I have. Sure. And microdosing has allowed me to focus here. And that's where I found the most growth is here. I mean, really. I think there's a big difference between of- my. Oh, sorry. No, you're oh, fine. Yo. Oh, I was. I was just going to say, whatever that's saying is, you know, you got to water your grass, you know, you got to keep your grass green over here, not just like looking over at the other side of the fence, like work here, okay, here, not there, that's all. <laughs> what are you going to say, Miss Angie? Oh, uh, no, I I mean, oh. I have things to say, but no, not yet. <laughs> okay, I was just going to say, you know, you say like bring yourself, whatever does it for you. There's a difference. I mean, we're not suggesting meth by any means, no, which someone no. would argue could definitely bring you to the present. But um, <laughs> health, <laughs> healthier, natural alternatives, you know, um, which maybe alcohol is not necessarily in that same category, depending on what you're drinking. Who knows? But the point is being responsible, moderation. You know, we're all adults here. We all eat McDonald's knowing it's bad. Some of us, you know, even smoke cigarettes knowing it's bad. But, like, knowing your body, being responsible, and everything in moderation, I think we can all say that we can do whatever the heck we want, you know, (laughs) even if it, you know, is not um, socially appropriate to everybody. We're not over here condoning, you know, for you to go do that necessarily. We're just talking to the people that are interested in exactly exactly yes well yeah i mean like i mean like i said look research if you're taking medication make sure that there is zero interactions with whatever you're taking with your psilocybin with your cannabis i mean make sure that there are no interactions because that's when you do get into trouble you know so we've all smoked with somebody who's freaked out like I, I had a couple of boyfriends who like would take a couple hits and they're like, Oh my God, man, I'm so high. I'm like, and I'm like, you need to the calm down. Series. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yes. No, absolutely. That. Yeah. And that's why I was like, if, if you are going to take mushrooms again, safe space, safe person, like, make sure that it's safe and again less is more and on microdosing there should be no visuals no dilated pupils no nothing like, that's a different subject that's not microdosing that's yeah. tripping a little yeah, bit it shouldn't, <laughs> yeah it shouldn't be looking at my tv going is it coming out at me because right that's happened but it's yeah. super or the so- sharks will eat me <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, no so with it being legal, are, are you going to grow? You said that, you know, you got you got the cannabis, you got the veggie farm. Like, is it legal to grow in Oregon? And are you can are you going to do that? Because I would love to grow personally, but it's definitely still legal in Missouri. I'm pretty sure, like, you can't possess it. You can't grow it. Yeah, it yeah. would be a minute. We're still trying to get weed, so, you know, yeah. fully. Yeah, and, and honestly, I mean... I've even heard rumors that for Oregon, like that this whole thing is going to go back on the ballot to try to take it off the map. You know, I mean, and again, these are rumors, but Oregon is hard because there are two big cities that are basically, you know, voting opposites. Liberal, more liberal, and then mm. the whole rest of other places of Oregon are not very liberal, and so you know, just like cannabis you know now that it's legal it's okay but before it was like you smoke weed oh i mean just the stigma so i can only imagine what is going to happen yes exactly um i would love to grow like i've i've um been in contact with a couple people on on instagram that i would like to learn from them and to grow i've researched it several times uh the contamination though just coming back to that it you know i just would hate to get so far in and have it mess up but i found some legitimate sites where you can buy uh spores from um the spores are for research only well of course i'm going to grow in research so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um 
But research yes, houses feel. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I would like to grow. I think I, I would like to. I've read that um, psilocybin, once it is dried, you can actually um, uh, put it in the freezer and it it doesn't degrade like the psilocybin. Like you can actually keep it in there and have it for a very long time. So I've got a deep freezer. Like, let's get these growing and let's get these in there. And, and like I said, it would be really neat to be able to provide some good medicine to some people that that I know really want to try it and are afraid because of the legalities behind it, you know? And it is really sad that you can go get any other type of medication that is not going to help you, but you can't go get plant medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Which it is medicine. We don't understand that all of our medicine is actually mostly plants. Okay. Even or your Tylenol. <laughs> you know. Came from a damn tree. Y'all yeah. Freaking. I mean, yeah, it is. Mushrooms go back a very long time. So does cannabis. And it's just. Even your lavender, even your sage, it's all coming from the earth. We have just found ways to change it, um, extract it, and take certain compost from it. But how do you think we were surviving before this? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Yeah. No, I have definitely, like, um, done some, like, nutrient or, like... <laughs> No, no, let me just uh, back it up. It was diet-specific bullshit, right? I was reading diet books, and one of them was specifically on how to, like, change, you know, and possibly eat healthier, and it was um, not the paleo one, but the, like, the the one that's based on, you know, eating, like, nuts and grains and like lean meat like the mediterranean keto yes that's the one yeah not keto but the mediterranean yes i think yeah so and like and i i really i i did read that book um at least like nine tenths of it um but it was uh yeah it really did help um change my mindset on things of like wow yeah like i mean not only do i feel better when I eat, like, you know, the whole foods, um, you know, like the potato, like an actual potato and whatnot, as opposed to something that came from a box, like some sort of whatever side dish thing, right? Like, even that, like, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's how, you know, cannabis is, you know, Mm -hmm. big corp compared to small batch growers or you grow in your own. Um, and you know, your gardening, your vegetables, and mm-hmm. now your mushrooms, you know, I mean, it just, it is really, see, I've watched plenty of videos and I see that it's actually like super eat, just like cannabis. Once you get past the stigma and get down to the bare facts of how to grow it, it's really not that complicated. I've seen people grow them in Tupperware containers, you know, in dirt, people who grow them in like beaker, you know, fancy scientific, I don't know. I don't know anything about mushrooms, but it's not hard. Yeah, in mushroom bags. Um, But you can learn on YouTube. But, you know, it's just the, it's the laws. It's anything else around, you know. Right. Can you get it? Yeah. 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 Can you get it? You can buy buy spores. Um, So you can buy spores, sporeworks.com. They're a legitimate place. I know a couple people that have, have purchased from there. Sporeworks. Uh, they're down in California. Spore works. Um, so Message along with that, uh, Etsy actually has quite a few um, people where you can buy sterilized grain bags or sterilized corn bags, mm. and that corn, is actually corn, corn. what you would inject your spore uh, with habitat. So, mm-hmm. Uh huh. So, and then you would put it under your lights or you would put it in like your little container because it needs 
uh, I don't really recall exactly what like the temperature some, humidity yeah, is. Uh huh. But it needs, you know, a certain set temp, and it needs then, things. Sure. <laughs> then I guess within like a week or two. I mean, really, like it's supposed to take off. Um, the mini fogger, the little Petra Tools mini fogger that I have. I've had people that be like, that would be so great for mushroom growing because that that fine mist of water that mm. you could spray over your entire bin of like spores, I guess would be perfection, I guess is what they're saying. So I am interested in growing. Again, I, I will keep you ladies posted and up to date on, yeah. on all of that. And I will share the fruits of my labors with, with you as well. Hopefully so. they don't try to do that where they turn around and take the laws away. I know that like in the back of everybody's mind, you know, they can do that. And yeah. in, in your state, in my state, they just took away abortions. They can definitely take away our weed. And so oh, like yeah. even now in Missouri, they're voting to make it recreational, which I, I am so, uh, um, bad about being in the gray and seeing both sides and like the need for everything so like right you know as far as regulating and taking away the stigma making it marketable just like tobacco or alcohol those things are important because we'll be criminalized for our whole lives without it but on the other hand i see you know corporate making money off of us and bad products and testing and so it's really it's such a gray area right now I'm a medical card owner and I have a cultivator's card. So what happens when it becomes recreational? Can I still grow? Do I still have to be a medical patient in order to grow? Like what are you going to, you know, and well, so sure. with anything else, they can take it away, snatch it, yeah. you know, well, they'll just change the laws. Well, they might not though, because Oregon, not you, can, you can hold like your, your cannabis card. You can, you can be a medical patient in Oregon. You just, you are allowed to grow more plants. So say like me having a medical card, I can grow six plants that could be into flower. So six plants can be flowering. So six mature plants and then 12 immature plants. And then my partner, because he still lives in the same household as me, he can still grow four plants, but only four plants max doesn't matter what stage it's in. So I'm assuming that it would be the very same over there. You just would be able mm-hmm. to grow more. It mm-hmm. could be harder to get your license, you know, because like for me, they were like, you don't need your license. Like you can go buy weed, you can grow, you know, but right. I was like, but I need more weed. So I, need, I, I need much more today. So I need it, you know, um, but I had had my card like two other previous years, you know, so I think it did make it easier to be able to get it. Mm-hmm. But hopefully they will just keep that same thing. I mean, they're going to be getting money. I mean, you're essentially even if it's just a couple hundred bucks that you're paying for this license, like that's money that the state would be getting, you know, yeah. essentially doing nothing. They're just allowing you to do what you're going to fucking do anyway. But, um, like, no, like in Virginia, uh, no, it's four plants, uh, per household. Doesn't matter how many adults you have in here. Um, it's four. And even then, like somebody super clarified it today, I think that I read it, um, where it was like, no, the Virginia law says like four plants in flower and then. And whatever the t- rule is, like maybe up to twelve plants in veg or like not in flower, um, which okay, cool. Also, let's just not get caught. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, it's like not we don't on Instagram though. I mean, we are. I we are yeah, but we're not like <laughs> posting our address necessarily. Yeah. I know that we do like slap trade things, whatever, but. I, you know, like, that's just like, I mean, that's, that's different. Cause like most of us are just, they're going to bust like a residential row. Yeah. Like Like, really? Like, yeah. They're going to look at all three of us, like moms, like with house, like families that have like fucking normal jobs that pay taxes that have like animals and like cut our grass every week like you really think they're gonna be able to get a warrant to come in here like what to to bust our personal usage like we're not fucking doing anything oh no that happened in my space though 
that actually happened in my state. But like you said, this was, we're not talking about the home grower on Instagram who's growing for themselves and maybe giving right. us their family. This families. wasn't a tent pirate situation, right? This was no. a repeat offender who had like, you know, an acre yeah. that he wasn't no. supposed to have. So and it's probably a little like selling it. Yeah, but it's exactly. So, it's people who so. are selling it. They need that money. They need those tax dollars and for every receipt to be, you know, like traceable. So those are the people right. they're busting. I'm not worried about them coming in right. here and being like, right. but don't never say never because in yeah. smaller states where they have to meet their quota, they will do stuff like that. I, I actually oh. have seen it, you know, here. Yeah. 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 So, no, I get it where people have to be careful. So, I mean, just being careful regardless of what you're doing. If it's something that is just immediately against the grain of society, just proceed with yeah, caution. Right. Whatever yeah. it is. Proceed have with you... Have you guys seen the meme that's going around on, on the IG, uh, Canna, you know, community where it was like, you know, this used to be rebellion and it was a bunch of people with, like guns shooting up people or shooting up things. And then it's like, now this is rebellion. It's like a family with a farm. Isn't it's it true just... though. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, just like I think I, I said, you know, you, you posted a reel, Angie, and I said, oh, you know, it's it's our villain era, a.k.a. standing up for ourselves. You know, it's so crazy. Like, like you do anything against the grain and instantly, you know, you're crucified. And, yeah. um, you know, I just laugh because, like, when I was younger, like, my dad had, like, weed plants growing in my grandma's backyard. You know, I heard about that stuff when I, as I grew up and got older, you know, and then here I am a teenager and I'm smoking weed or I'm in college and I'm smoking weed and it's like, oh, you smoke weed? Like, oh, how are you I mean, anything? I'm in college. Yeah. Thank you. I'm graduated from college. Thank you. But yeah, and now that it's legal, Oh man, you bet your sweet horse. Everybody's growing. My dad's growing. Suddenly, my cousin, who was like into marijuana for his whole life, growing. His dad is proud of him. I'm like, oh shit, my family is calling out that my family. That happened to me. Oh my god. <laughs> so my family, like, well, it's it's divided. You have like the one side who's super religious, and you'll never convince talking to a brick wall and then there's the other side who has always smoked since the 70s like it's just been a normal thing my whole childhood but when i started growing it that was a whole thing and then whenever i announced i was on instagram that was an even bigger thing because you are you don't talk about it it's just yeah. like this ingrained old school thing where it's like you don't talk about it you'll get put in jail you know yeah, and so yeah. like it's a huge thing, but I've already, I, me too. I've worn my family down. Once you kind of like throw out that you know you're like, I got followers, I got sponsors, I'm growing my weed. Look at this plant. Do you see this plant? They're like, oh, real quick, they're checked. You know, they're just like that's mm -hmm. that's very interesting. Interesting yeah. thing you got going on over there. What the heck? Yeah. Suddenly oh, my yeah. stepdad's like hyping me up over here. He's like, well, you should be proud. And I'm like. Where was that energy yeah. five years ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When no, I was getting high, you know? Where was that energy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's so funny. Like, I legit was the closet smoker. Like, I would go smoke weed, like, in my closet or uh -huh. in my bathroom. And yeah. that, that's where I smoked, you know? So if you guys see me in my story smoking weed in my bathroom, well, that's my norm. That's been, like, yeah. decades. It's your happy there. place. So, exactly. I get it. No, um, like, yeah, I, I've done that several times. Like, uh, my mom has always smoked weed, like, you know, and so I figured out at a younger age, um, and, like, in high school and stuff, um, but she was like, you know, she's good about like, you know, nope, not smoking with you. And like my, my friends, like I remember Patrick would always be like, let me smoke with you. And she's like, get away from me. <laughs> um, uh, but like, it wasn't until like after I moved out and that I was living with my now ex-husband that like, there was this like, you know, pregnancy, but not pregnant. So, um, scare. And then like, then we finally smoked. I was like, well, had to have been 20 at that point. So, 
you know, it was up until that point that, like, she absolutely, you know, kept it from me or whatever, but, um, like, now that we're adults, like, we've always talked about it, and, you know, like I've said before, like, she grows, and, um, <laughs> and I've given her some of the stuff that I've grown, and she's like, wow, this is, this is pretty good stuff. I'm like, thank you. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh -huh. Yeah, I meant to mention it in our last when we were swapping stories, but similar, like, well, not similar. <laughs> I was in high school, but, like, I had a friend come over, and she was, we were baked, like, you know, whatever. Um, but my stepdad kind of just looked over to her at the time and was like, hey, you smoke weed? And she did not hesitate. She was just like, yeah, I do. And I was, I, my eyes got so big. I was like, why would you oh, say that? And he looked over at me and he goes, see, it's that easy. Why didn't you just say that? And I was like, oh, uh, I, what? <laughs> you're young. You're, like, afraid of your parents. No. Mm -hmm. that, Especially that's my stepdad. But, yes, like, I was like, even then I denied it. Like, he knew I smoked oh, cigarettes yeah. and he knew I smoked weed. But in the face of the presence, I was like, no, they're full of shit. I don't know what you're talking about. And then... Like, just one day, I don't even know what it was, but I was just like, give me one of those. And that was kind of it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, those are very lovely stories. My mom found mm -hmm. out I smoked weed because I got expelled from school. So oh, that's no. how my Was that high school or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So high school, uh, freshman year, I oh. lived like within a hundred feet of the schoolyard. My next door neighbor was a substitute teacher. And Jesus. I had about you know, <laughs> 10 girlfriends walk to my backyard and we're smoking on a break and getting And nobody will notice. And I thought I was super sly because get this. We always do. My teacher, sixth period teacher, was a history teacher and she was blind. So in my mind, my red eyes, oh, you're not going to be able to see how high I yeah. am. She can't no. see anything. She can smell. Oh. Oh yeah, oh, I was so busted. I got called out the next period. The security guard though was super nice. He gave me a Pepsi and a Snickers while I waited for my mom to pick me yeah. up from. But the meanwhile, office. Brittany come to the office. Brittany to the principal's office. Oh, that happened God. to me. Yeah, uh, the first time I ever got suspended from school. But like, I went. I I reaped. I knew I reaped, but like, I didn't care. And the principal called me in, and he sits me down, and he goes. Dear, um, I hate to tell you this, but there is a cloud of aroma coming off of you. <laughs> and I start looking up for the freaking cloud. I'm like, no, uh, shut up. No, there's not. And he's like, you smell. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, can you call my stepdad, please? Like, <laughs> how did I never get called out, dude? Every morning after marching band practice, because I was on the flag line. So we would have, sometimes it was like five fucking minutes to get back to the band room, get changed and get to school, like get to class. Like that didn't stop us from getting changed, hopping in Eric's bug and going for a ride and get, and toking up. And yet nobody ever fucking called me out on it. My oh, school was filled with potheads. That's all that I was, was <laughs> It was just known, but my family was, like, you know, kind of um, on the troubled side. So, like, the teachers didn't eventually just didn't say anything. They're just like, yeah, you know, she's here. Good for her. You know? Like, I swear, this is, like, because I went to, like, a big, like, there was at least uh, 3,000 people in the high school. Like, it was a big school. Um, so, I, I don't know. I guess that's how, like, I still remember, like, one, like senior year. The principal got us together in the um, little auditorium because um, my my high school was an old bomb shelter, so it was like a hexagon, and the very middle was this um, stage area for presentations, conference areas. Um, so like we were in there, and like she's like, yeah, I just. You know, the senior class, you guys are like the nicest bunch of kids that's coming through here for a while, but you're just so lazy. And I'm looking around and I'm like, that's because most of us are high. <laughs> Girl, give us some food. Yeah. Can we have a Pop-Tart? Can we have oh, some yeah. soda? 
Speaking of food, my dinner is done, so I guess I'm gonna have to cut it short soon. Uh-huh. Well, don't worry. I just like, we've been chatting for an hour, and it didn't even seem like that was oh. an hour. It flew by way too fast. Lady. It did. Uh, we love One... you. You are welcome back yeah. anytime you want. Like, like this is great. Thank you for having me. Honestly, like I've done a couple other podcasts, and the whole time I'm like shaking underneath. You know? Oh no. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just get like nervous. Excited, yeah. I was like, oh man. I'm a I fidgeter if you haven't noticed I've been playing with my teeth. So, you know, you guys make me feel comfortable. So, thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> heart, weird heart, Instagram, weird or heart. TikTok. Yeah. I'm okay, TikTok. I'm not right. cool, y'all. I'm gonna. 